Hello, and welcome to Notes on the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that gives you insights on the markets and economy to help you stay informed for the week ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at JP Morgan Funds. Today is February 22nd, 2022. Every winter here in eastern Massachusetts, we're visited by nor'easters. Each storm is plotted on weather maps days in advance. A low-pressure area swoops down from the Rockies, gathers moisture in the Gulf of Mexico, rides up the east coast over the warm waters of the Gulf Stream, and then stalls in the Gulf of Maine, churning itself into its full intensity. Every storm has the potential to turn into a blizzard, but whether it does or not depends on two things. First, what is the exact track of the centre of the storm, and second, how much cold air is in place before the storm arrives? In the same way, the investment implications of the gathering storm in Ukraine depends both on how far the Russian president is willing to escalate the crisis and the economic and financial backdrop as the situation begins to unfold. On the first issue, it's useful to consider two broad scenarios. The first, a partial invasion of Ukraine, is already underway. On Sunday, President Putin signed decrees recognizing two regions in the east of Ukraine, Donetsk and Luhansk, as independent republics and ordered Russian troops into the area to perform what he described as peacekeeping duties. In response, the White House announced that President Biden would sign an executive order barring Americans from investing in, trading with, or lending to these regions. It could be that this annexation will satisfy Mr. Putin for now, and if that's the case, it will have limited global repercussions. However, given the build-up of Russian forces on the Ukrainian border, a second scenario of full-scale invasion is also very possible, involving tanks and artillery blasting their way into Kyiv. This, with all the horrific civilian casualties that it would entail, would undoubtedly lead to a more strident Western response. Having spent months trying very publicly to talk Putin off the ledge, political leaders such as President Biden, President Macron of France and Chancellor Scholz of Germany would feel huge pressure to make sanctions very painful for Russia and for Putin's supporters. The US Senate has already compiled a list of sanctions and a bipartisan majority would likely quickly agree to measures to seriously hurt Russian banks, limit trade and penalise Western institutions which continue to deal with Russia. In addition, European leaders might feel compelled to cut off imports of natural gas and oil from Russia, despite the very serious economic pain which this would entail. Putin could, of course, turn off the energy tap himself in reaction to Western sanctions. However, in either case, the long-term consequences for Russia would be very severe, as Europeans would likely, belatedly, resolve never again to make themselves energy dependent on the whims of a Russian leader. A third scenario of even further escalation is also possible. Putin could launch cyber attacks on European and US targets. This would, however, be both counterproductive and dangerous. It would be counterproductive as the West would likely do the same to Russia. It would also be extremely dangerous, given the obvious and horrific potential endgame of any series of escalating retaliations among the world's biggest nuclear powers. We can only hope that Putin has enough sense to avoid such a path. However, it's troubling to consider that By invading Ukraine, given its cost both in lives and long-term damage to Russia, Putin would be confirming how much he lacks both basic humanity and strategic foresight. As U.S. investors consider these scenarios, it's also important to consider the current state of the U.S. economy. On economic growth, last week's January retail sales report suggests that the Omicron wave may have done less damage to the economy than initially feared. We expect this Thursday GDP report to show an upwardly revised 7.5% growth rate for the fourth quarter, and this could be followed by between 1% and 2% growth in the first. In addition, as the pandemic continues to fade, we expect real GDP growth of close to 5% in the second quarter, with service sector activity rebounding strongly. 
The February jobs report due out next Friday should also have an optimistic tint, showing strong gains in both labour force participation and employment. However, with the unemployment rate already at 4.0% and close to zero growth in the working age population, the pool of available workers is very limited. And this should both constrain job growth and boost wages in the months ahead. The lack of available workers is a primary reason. We expect real economic growth to slow to a pace of between 3, 2% and 3% by the end of the year. Meanwhile, strong wage growth is feeding through to higher inflation. The January report on consumer spending and income due out this Friday could show year-over-year gains of 6.0% and 5.1% in the headline and core personal consumption deflators, respectively. While we expect both of these numbers to fade as the year goes on, strong wage growth and increases in housing costs could leave underlying inflation well above the Fed's 2% target. The trajectory of growth, jobs and inflation has led the Federal Reserve to adopt a much more hawkish rhetoric in recent months, and we expect currently five rate hikes in 2022, in March, May, June, September and in December. We also expect a reduction in the Fed's balance sheet, ramping up to $100 billion per month starting in July. However, even before considering Ukraine scenarios, most Fed officials who have spoken recently about monetary policy seem to stress a steady rather than dramatic increase in interest rates. Reducing the risk of the first increase in the federal funds rate in March would be 0.5% rather than 0.25%. Meanwhile, fiscal policy remains on hold with currently little chance of further significant stimulus being passed by Congress. However, with very strong corporate profits, pent-up consumer and business demand and strong wage and job growth, the US economy is currently exhibiting significant momentum and inflationary pressure. A partial Ukraine invasion, such as we have effectively already seen, would probably allow for a gradual slowdown in growth and cooling off of inflation. Fiscal policy would remain restrained and could turn contractionary in 2023 if the midterm elections return one or both houses of Congress to the Republicans. Supply chain issues would gradually resolve themselves and the current excess demand for labour would diminish as businesses figured out how to get by with less help and higher wages drew more people in from the sidelines. Absent a big shock, the Federal Reserve would gradually tighten monetary policy and the economy could settle into a slower but more extended expansion. In this scenario, distortions in relative valuations could gradually diminish. In particular, bond deals could continue to rise, value stocks could outperform growth, the US dollar could drift down and international equities could outperform the US counterparts. However, a full-scale Russian of Ukraine could cause serious disruption to world energy markets. While the worst of this would be experienced in Europe, if global oil prices vaulted over $100 a barrel, it could have significant negative impacts on U.S. consumer confidence. In addition, such an invasion could be expected to boost the U.S. dollar and reduce treasury yields as global investors sought safe haven for their assets. While such a scenario could be a negative for economic growth, it could result in stronger fiscal policy and less monetary tightening. In a significant face-off with the Russians, President Biden would likely be in a stronger position to demand congressional action on some of his stimulus proposals. In addition, while the Fed would recognise the inflationary impacts of higher oil, they would also recognise the greater uncertainty of the situation and likely tighten policy more slowly. Eventually, the geopolitical situation would find a new equilibrium. For Russia, this could be one in which they had nominally more territory, but in which they would be seriously weakened economically by the cost of Western sanctions and likely fighting an ongoing guerrilla war in Ukraine. Global energy markets would settle down as some Russian supplies were diverged to China and US and other producers ramped up production in response to high prices. Renewable energy would also see stronger investment in response to further proof of the unreliability of many fossil fuel producers. Markets that have been battered by the shock of the Ukrainian war would rebound, 
and the Federal Reserve would resume more aggressive monetary tightening. Perhaps most importantly for investors, this new equilibrium should still allow for a resumption of a trend back to more normal relative valuations. Despite all that has gone on in the world over the past two years and all that could yet transpire in 2022, the most obvious feature of the financial landscape is that long-term interest rates remain too low. Regardless of the destruction that the Russian leader visits upon the people of Ukraine or the long-term damage he simultaneously inflicts on his own country, the world economy will heal. Consequently, investors should still be prepared for a more normal relative set of valuations that this recovery should eventually bring. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions in current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.